Hello, friends. This is the voice of Phineas Javelin, Pastor David Grogan Sr. Today, we're going to go ahead and pick up where we left off uh, uh, from the original uh, introduction of the this new podcast, Phineas Javelin. You know, the last time we were together uh, on a whole segment, we dealt with uh, who or what is Phineas Javelin on the 8th of this month. Today, we're going to deal with the remnant Christian because it was in the introduction that I mentioned the fact that we were going to be exploring uh, the relevance of of the uh, remnant Christian in the in the uh, 21st century and beyond. And so, you know, first off, I gave you the idea of uh, the understanding. We went into the Bible and found out who Phineas was and the fact that he lifted up that javelin and went in behind Zimri and Cosby and ran them through when they flaunted their sin before uh, Moses and the people when the, they were they were in contrition. Um, about the sin that they had done. And when he did that, of course, the plague was stopped. Uh, uh, the 24,000 that died before he had done that. And then because he did do that, then he gained an everlasting priesthood for for his lineage. And so today, once again, we're going to go ahead and move a little, we'll move forward. I'm excited about getting you know all the all this uh, important introduction out of the way. And then as we go on in the coming days, weeks, months, and years, as long as uh, the Lord will allow this podcast to be on the air, we're going to be um, dealing with the, the church as it stands. And believe me, there's enough, there's enough, uh, um, um, for us to talk about in 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 the in the uh, time to come about the church and where it stands because you know it's it's ever evolving. You're, you're going to find that the church is ever evolving, and so we want to make sure that we keep up with it uh, as a people to make sure that we don't get outside of the will of God until you know um, until as we wait for Christ's great return. You know, I want to deal with first off, like I said, this whole uh, thing with, uh, with with the remnant. One of my favorite scriptures in the in the holy bible it deals with just that it deals uh it's out of the book of isaiah the uh first chapter of isaiah the the ninth verse and it's, it has a scripture in there that's very one of my favorites in the bible because it mentions it talks about us as a as a, as, as a remnant people now i know there's a context to this you know there was a time when when um when uh when when the Israel and Judah were, they were outside the will of God. They were being very, they were being really very rebellious. And because of their rebellious nature that they had, they were allowed to be subjugated by the Babylon and the Chaldeans. And when that was taking place and this, believe me, it's a very long, lengthy study and story about it being, it's very, very, very intricate, but I can easily, I can give you a, uh, 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 a, a summarization of it um, today and as we go into this uh, remnant uh, people. Um, and so in Isaiah, the the ninth chapter, and Isaiah we know is one of the major prophets in the Holy Scripture. And he was given a, uh, a charge by God to to warn the people of their sin. And so in Isaiah, the very first chapter, it starts out with a very, very important verse uh, in verse number nine. And Isaiah spoke to the people and he said, except the Lord of hosts had left unto us a very small remnant, we should have been as Sodom and we should have been like unto Gomorrah. That one verse, 
that one verse says volumes because what it says is that because of there because there was a small remnant of people and keep in mind that before Christ came that that the 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 the, the Jews uh, the Hebrews they were under the law the 630 laws that God gave Moses to give to the people when they came out of the bondage when they came out of bondage those 630 laws were given uh, and that was just the written law. That's not including the verbal law was given to the people so that they would live their lives the way that God wanted them to live their lives. So they could be an example. They could be um, the the glorification of God as his people. Everything that all those laws were were all for their good, just to make sure that they would do what they were supposed to do in those laws. If they obeyed those laws, the the chosen people. They weren't chosen because they were the largest, of course, as the scripture says, but they were chosen uh, because they were the smallest, because that way they wouldn't get puffed up and feel like the, feel like what they were doing, they were doing it themselves. They would understand and realize that their 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 salvation and their keeping and their supply, everything came from God. And so they were chosen. God was going to use them to go into the other other uh, nations and live amongst them and even at most times casting them out and giving them that land that flow off with milk and honey and you know down the line we'll deal with some of these issues because i know people have take a lot of people take issue with god being mean and 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 taking stuff from people and hurting people and if he's god is so loving and kind then how could he allow this thing to happen and that thing to happen but we have to understand thing something everything that god does he does it with purpose and with reason perfect perfect purpose perfect purpose and reason. He does nothing like we do things just to do them. We do things for our own feel good. God is not like that. So this chosen people were given the commandments and the authority and the orders from God to do exactly what he told them to do. This was the, this was the, this was going to glorify God. So as we go through and the time moved on from the time they were delivered through the out of bondage and through the Red Sea, then we see how once they went into the land that flowed with milk and honey, how they began to be very re rebellious against God. And they took on the old ways. They took on the ways of the tribes around them. And when God had told them to totally wipe out some of these tribes, they didn't totally wipe them out. What they did is they, they wiped out who they wanted to wipe out. And then they left a certain amount of those tribes there. And those tribes, and God told them in this told them in the scripture that if you whatever you leave behind is going to come back it's going to reflourish it's like leaving it's like leaving uh you're supposed to wipe out all the all the the weeds and stuff like that out of a field and you determine that you're going to leave a couple of weeds there just because it's the only thing green in the field and you want something green in the field and then when you come back you know some year down the line that those couple of weeds that you left they've they've taken over your field all over again well they were supposed to completely wipe out these people when they went in and because they didn't do what God told them to do then they ended up being subjugated by uh by, by by the babylonians and the chaldeans they went into captivity for the 70 years that that the that the prophets told them that they were going to go they went into uh, captivity for 70 years and they were told it was going to happen and then while they were in captivity god told them to go ahead and take your punishment like a man basically you know go ahead when you you're going to go into captivity because because 
because of your rebellion against me, you're going to go into captivity. The way they went into captivity, he told them while while they were in captivity that they need to find, they need to make peace with their captors. They need to be there. They need to keep the law that they were supposed to be given, that they were given because of it. while they were in captivity, their captives allowed them to live their lives as Hebrews as long as they stayed in their captivity. Well, you had several men in there that decided they didn't want to be in captivity and they tried to uh, run. They tried to take as many people as with them as they could. They tried to go and hide in different places. And whenever they did that, those people that left out from behind up under captivity, they were end up killed. They ended up dying. They ended up back in captivity with even worse punishment because they tried to run in the first place. If they had just stayed and taken their 70 years of punishment the way God had told them to, then they would have been, he was going to come back in after that 70 years. He promised them. He was going to come back in after that 70 years, get those people, uh, bring them back from all the areas where they were scattered, get them back together, put them back in, in, the, in the place where they could have their peace back. But in order for them to do that, they had to do what God told them to do. Well, while they were in captivity, as I said, many of them rebelled. But, but the ones that didn't rebel, the ones that, that stayed and did exactly what God told them that they were supposed to do, this is that remnant that Isaiah was talking about in verse nine of the first chapter of Isaiah, except the Lord of hosts had left unto us a very small remnant. We should have been as Sodom and we should have been like unto Gomorrah. Remember Sodom and Gomorrah were completely wiped out. They Sodom and Gomorrah and the surrounding, and the surrounding towns and cities around them were completely leveled. They became what is now known as the Red Sea. The salty Red Sea where nothing grows there. You know, they they were totally and completely destroyed because of the rebellion, because of the sin, because of all that they had done. They were wiped out. And so but because there was a remnant people that that while they were in captivity up under the Chaldeans and the Babylonians, they did what they were supposed to do. They did what God told them to do. God always honors my friends. God always honors honors his covenant with his people. He told them that they would always have their peace. You know, and in the midst of getting our peace, sometimes we have to go through a lot of turmoil, a lot of struggle to get our peace. It might not necessarily be because of anything that you have done or I have done, but it could be the people around us, the ones that that are supposed to be uh, um, uh, standing with us. And when they rebel against God, it causes uh, all the whole uh, group to lose their peace. And so a remnant people, uh, so as a remnant Christian, you know, I want you to understand something as, as I take you through this, these notes, I want to make sure that I don't, I don't, I don't miss anything. Um, uh, first off, let's, let's define what a remnant is. A remnant, according to the dictionary, is a small remaining quantity of something. And in this case, it was Christians, or because Christianity wasn't, Christ hadn't come yet, it was it was a small remaining group of the chosen people that God had chosen. So there was a small remaining group of them that kept their uh, they kept their uh, 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 their allegiance to God. They were they did what they were supposed to do. They didn't get beside themselves. They didn't get out of His will. They did what they were supposed to do, and that was the remnant people that Isaiah is talking about. Now, um, some of these remnant, of course, we know some of the remnant were were uh, were good and some of them were bad or, or some of the things that's a remnant could be the remnant could be either good or bad but in this case they were the good they were the good um the the good christians um you know being a being a remnant christian is not being 
on an ex is not being in an exclusive club. I want that very, very, very clear. Being in a remnant Christian is not an exclusive club. And so that's that I want to make that once again very clear from the beginning that being a Christian in the name that I, the Lord God gave me as a remnant Christian, is not an exclusive club. Anyone who receives Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior is a Christian. Anybody that receives Jesus Christ as their Lord and Savior is a Christian. But you know, it's very interesting because if you go to the book of Revelation and it would seem like, like it's a, um, um, you know, you're, you're saying, uh, uh, Pastor uh, David, that that's exclusive, that it's ex ex exclusive, that only so many people can be a remnant Christian. No, that couldn't be further from the truth because once you go to Revelations, I'm going to turn to it right now, the seventh uh, chapter, verse number nine, it says something very important in there about you'll know for sure that there's it's not exclusive because it says in verse number nine of the seventh chapter of Revelations and that after uh, this I beheld, um, let, me, let me go on verse number eight, it says, of the tribe of, of Zebulon, um, were sealed 12,000 of the tribe of, of, of Joseph, of Joseph were sealed 12,000 of the tribe of Benjamin were sealed 12,000. And it goes on to say in verse number nine, after this, I beheld and lo, a great multitude, which no man could number of all nations and kindreds and people and tongues stood before the throne and before the lamb clothed with white robes and the and, and the palms were in their hands and this is very important because the 144,000 that were first sealed from the uh, uh, 12 uh, 12 uh, um, 12,000 from the 12 tribes of Israel that's what those 144,000 were but after that then there was this great multitude of people, my friends, from all the nations, all kindreds and all the people and all tongues. We will all stand before the throne of God. So once again, a remnant Christian, a remnant Christian is not an exclusive club. Anybody that anybody that desires to uh, to that for salvation will receive salvation from from the Lord God. Uh, you receive salvation through Christ Jesus. Uh, but it. Once you are saved, the question that we're going to be dealing with down through the time is how are we walking as Christians? How are we walking as Christians? Um, uh, there's uh, following scriptures that I'm going to give you out of Matthew. I'm going to turn there because then if you have your Bible, turn with me because I don't want anybody to say that I'm coming up with this stuff and I'm just kind of doing this stuff, uh, saying these things, and I'm not proving anything. But if you turn your Bible to Matthew, the seventh chapter, um, this is where we have to understand that even though there was a great multitude of people, uh, a great multitude of people, um, and it talks about in Revelation, Jesus Christ spoke himself about those that would be there, about uh, how many would be there. And if you listen to the, and this is it, in this red letter edition of the Holy Scripture, uh, of the Bible, okay, that's what I'm saying when I say Holy Scripture, I'm speaking of the Bible. Um, these couple of verses here, they are very, very clear about about um, the kingdom of heaven. As many people, my friends, have have passed away even before Christ, way back in the very beginning of time. Those that had the law and kept the law, many have many died, uh, and they're uh, waiting for uh, uh, that second coming of Jesus Christ when he, when everybody will come before the throne of God and receive their their um, they'll receive their condemnation or their reward. Should I put first the reward and then their condemnation? But the untold numbers of people, more than the sands of the sea uh, can number, have are waiting for that great time. And in Matthew, the seventh chapter, 
verse number 13 and verse number 14, Matthew, uh, Jesus Christ himself said, he told, the, he told the, the, the Christians, he told the Jews when he was walking amongst them, he told the Jews and all those that would listen, the scribes and the Pharisees, he told them, enter ye in at the straight gate, for wide is the gate and broad is the way that leadeth to destruction. And listen to this, and many there be which go in thereat, because straight is the gate and narrow is the way which leadeth unto life and few there be that find it. And this is talking about the two ways there's going to be, you'll go to heaven or you'll go to hell. And people don't like to hear about hell, but Jesus Christ spoke, uh, spoke a lot about hell and he made it very clear in there's in, in those two scriptures that there's a broad way and many people go that way. And then that there's a narrow way and few people find that way out of all those numbers out of all those numbers that are in heaven in the book of revelation that chapter uh, 7 verse number 9 are remnant people those are those are the those are the remnants of the christians that kept the faith uh, well, how could you say that? How could you have, uh, you know, uh, once you're saved, you're always saved. Well, I, I, I take issue with that, too, uh, because either you either are saved or you're not. You were either if you were either um, saved um, or you you either saved or you were, ne excuse me, you were either never saved or you were saved and walked away from your faith. Because in that very same book, in Matthew, the seventh chapter, verse number 21, the word of God says, not everyone that saith unto me, Lord, Lord, shall enter into the kingdom of heaven, but he that doeth the will of my father, which is in heaven. Makes it very clear. Not everybody that professes to, to be uh, saved or professes to love the Lord actually loves the Lord. Um, and so when you see people that have walked away from their salvation, that's a real thing. You know, the, 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 the gentleman, and I don't have his name right in front of me, who, if you can look it up, just Google spokesman for the Freedom from Religion Foundation. He was a pastor for 13 years. And then he walked away from his faith. He said he no longer believed in Jesus Christ as, as his Lord and Savior. You know, uh, the, the singer Carlton Pearson, you know, he went to Africa and after he came back from Africa. He he no longer believed in hell, the hell that Jesus Christ talked about. He's a great gospel singer. He no longer believed in hell. And he and he gave up. He gave up that part of his of his ministry and ended up spending time with with uh, reprobates and lost a lot of his congregation and lost. And that's why you don't ever hardly ever hear about him anymore. I don't know what happened to Carlton Pearson. I don't know if he's passed on or what, but but it's, it's unfortunate. So when people say that, you know, once you're saved, you're always saved and you can't, you, you can't lose your salvation. If you are really saved and you really love the Lord, you're absolutely right. If you're really saved and you really love the Lord, you're, he's not gonna take it away from you and you won't give it up. You will live your life all the days of your life wanting to serve the true and living God. But do you have people? I have had people come into Sojourner Life Ministries, the church that I pastor. They've made their profession of faith, not out of duress, not, not I didn't put them on the spot, but they came up and made their profession of faith to be saved, according to Romans 10, 9 and 10. And then within months, they walked away. Within months, they went back out into the world again. So either they were never really saved in their heart from the beginning, 
or they desired it in their heart. And when they realized what it took to be saved and to walk saved, it became too much for them and they walked away from it. And see, this is the thing, my friends, you'll find, you know, I, I will get into a discussion, uh, not an argument. I will do, I will discuss things with people about uh, this great life as a Christian. I surely will, because I believe that it, 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 it needs the time. People have to come together and they have to talk about this thing. We have more Christians nowadays that are leaving from up under the umbrella of Christ Jesus, the Savior. Because they, because their life for them has become too hard. Uh, there's too many things calling for them out in the world. Their flesh is crying out for them. Um, the, the the scripture says, "For the love of money, not the money, but for the love of money, is the root of all evil." While some coveted after that, they were pierced through with many sorrows. People will walk away from the church. They will walk away from God because of money. They'll walk away from uh, their their wives, the church, and walk away from God because of the flesh, because of sexual addictions, and and just because they want to do what they want to do, they will literally walk away from God. So once again, what is a remnant Christian? Well, I believe that the remnant Christian is the one. It is no more than the one that has determined in their heart that in these days, in the 21st century, that they are not going to turn their back on God. We're going to do exactly what he tells us to do. Once again, Matthew 7 and 21, not everyone that saith unto me, Lord, Lord, shall enter into the kingdom of heaven, but he that doeth the will of my father. This is Jesus Christ said that we have to do the will of God. God, the father, God, the son, God, the Holy Spirit, who is in heaven. The very heaven that those multitude of people made it to in the book of Revelation, which is a victory letter. It's a it's not anything to be uh, uh, awed at or, or 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 afraid of. The book of Revelation is our victory letter. That's that's a, that shows the victory that we'll have if we do what's right by God. If we stay, keep ourselves aligned to what he has told us to do. Everlasting, everlasting um, peace in the kingdom of God. With people that of all colors, all tongues, you know, all languages, all customs, all those around the globe that receive the gospel of Jesus Christ and him alone, because he alone, the only the word of God says that the only way to get to the father is through the son. And I know there'll be lots and lots of discussion. A lot of people will poo poo that hear this uh podcast, they might say, well, I don't want to hear that no more because that ain't the truth. There's lots of different ways to get to God and everybody has their own God. No, there's only one God. There's only one God. It's God. The, it's, it's, it's God. It's the God that created the heavens and earth and all that dwells within everything else, everything else, every, all these other little G gods. That's exactly what they are. They're little G gods. Those gods that Pharaoh and all of his people worshiped when in, 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 um, in Egypt, and if you do a study of all those gods, there were so many of these gods. They had a god for everything, but they were all little G gods. And those are the very same gods that God had to use Moses to show Pharaoh and those people that those gods were nothing. They were they were they were they were gods that were perceived by people's minds and they were made by those people's hands. And those little G gods could not stand up the God of the creation, who is the God that I don't know about you, but it's the God that I serve. And I'm not ashamed of him. 
I'm not ashamed to, to make a stand for him. I'm not, a sta- I'm not ashamed to keep my back straight, my feet solid on the foundation of Christ Jesus, and then live my life without shame. I'm a remnant Christian. So the whole question has to be, you know, you know, for you, you know, uh, you know, uh, are, do you have, you know, what it takes to hang in there? You know, the word of God says, be not weary in well-doing, for in due season ye shall reap if you faint not. Are you going to stand up? Are you going to be the remnant Christian that God has given you the authority to be? You know, when when times get going bad, the church right now is in such a decline. You know, uh, we're going to be doing a lot on this broadcast, a lot on this podcast, rather. And you'll find out a lot. I don't know how many of you uh, are, will have your heads in the sand about the things that are taking place in in in, in the society, in the Christian, in the world with Christians. There are so many things our children are are confronted with some abominable things. You know, we have a very um, special uh, recording. That's going to be our best, well, not recording, but a special guest that's going to be with us on our podcast on Sunday. Uh, a gentleman out of out of um, Rio Grande City, uh, Pastor Juan Pablo Lozano. He's a senior pastor of the uh, 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 excuse me, Rimalino First Baptist Church in in Rio Grande, Rio Grande City. Great uh, young man. And he's I call him young man because he's he's quite a bit younger than I am. Uh, but he but this man is on this man is on fire for the Lord, and we and we're gonna be talking to him on Sunday. And he's gonna you know you the, the reason it was it was so important for me to have this discussion with him because I wanted the listeners to see that it doesn't matter what color the skin is. It doesn't matter you know where you live at. You know what your what your what your culture or custom is. Satan attacks people the same way. No, not, you know, look, he has no new tricks. You know, Satan is Satan is a liar and a deceiver. He, but he, but he, he is so good at what he does that he will cause Christians to walk away from their faith. He is so good at what he does that he will cause Christians to start concentrating more about the things of the world. He's the prince and the power of the air. But God is God of all. God has power. There's no there's no struggle taking place between God and Satan. The only struggle is between you and Satan and your rebellion against God. That's the only struggle. But God is the victory. He's 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 totally he's totally victorious. And for those of us that have determined that we're going to live a victorious life, we know that he is that God is totally victorious. And so we don't we don't we don't get off into uh, we don't have to worry about getting off into the thing to fear about, you know, whether or not I'm going to lose my salvation or whether or not God's going to take my salvation. No, no. He promised me as long as I do what I'm supposed to do, as long as I keep his commandments and his commandments, my friends, they are not grievous. Then I will be a remnant Christian. I'm going to be one of the ones that's going to make it into the kingdom. Oh my goodness! You know, it's we have to get this in our spirit. We have to understand that that God has given us the authority. He's given us the victory. But will we walk in that victory? Will we enjoy it? So many people in the church, I see it taking place. The world has just come. They, uh, you know, uh, 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 they've uh, pastors have opened their doors, my friends, and allowed the world to come into the church. 
whether it be by the music, they call it entertainment. You know, they even go, go as far as saying that, oh, you know, the Lord God is doing a new thing. We're living, you know, we're living in new times and 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 they act like to be a, a remnant Christian is a boring thing. They call us holy rollers and they all this kind of foolish stuff. And we have more freedom because the word of God says in, you know, in John 8 and 36, who the son sets free is free indeed. You know, I've been set free by Christ Jesus. I have fun. I, I have what you might call good, clean fun, but I have fun. My wife and I, we have a great time. We have peace in our life. When when things get going hard and our bodies get sick, we have this to be sure that that God is always there to keep us and to heal us and to strengthen us. And if we might not have a whole lot of money, but the one thing that we do have, we have peace and we have the joy of the Lord and we have this promise from him that, you know, check this out. Now, we, we are, we're here and we uh, in the church and many people will walk away from the church and they'll walk away from the very things that they need to stay and do to become that to have that spot to have that place it's not working i'm not talking about working your way in heaven because the, because salvation is a free gift it's grace by grace are you saved through faith grace means it's an unmerited favor god gives us our salvation he gives it to us he sets he like a gift he puts it in his hand he's he sticks it out there to you and says here take this salvation and when you reach out there and you grab it you're saying okay well, i want that i want that's like a, i want that salvation i'm gonna i'm gonna take it but then so many of us take the gifts that we've gotten that we say oh i wanted that so bad and the next thing you know it's sitting off in a corner somewhere it's dusty you can't find it <laughs> you know you you, you, you might have thrown it away and didn't even know but this is the thing. God is always there. He's always there. He's, he's going to be there. He, he's not going to leave you or forsake you, nor me. So these things, so these things that come, we draw, we, we allow these things to come into the church and pull us out. And the, the very blessings that we have, you don't only hear the book, the, 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 I had almost lost my thought, but I'm, I'm, I'm going to get back to it right now. Because this is a very important scripture. People think that they're going to be around forever. They think they're going to be around forever. And they live their lives, you know, thinking that, oh, I can, when I, when the time comes, I can make a decision, you know, that I'm going to go ahead and, 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 um, either receive salvation. If I don't, ain't no big deal because I don't believe in that stuff anyway. Well, you know, uh, the word of God says that the fool have said in his heart that there is no God. Oh, there's a God. And we're all going to stand before him to receive our, once again, our reward or our condemnation. Very important scripture, once again, because everything, you know, from Genesis to Revelations is important. I know, and I'll, I say that because it's just, I just love the word of God. It's so powerful in itself. It proves, always proves itself to be true. James, the fourth chapter, verse number 14, James asked the church in this 14th verse, he says unto them, what is, uh, whereas you know, not what shall be on the morrow, for what is your life? And this is a question that you can ask yourself. You can look at yourself and, and determine how you're living. If you are really prepared, if you are a remnant Christian, are you really hanging in there? Are you really prepared? As does this, does this time that you have here seem so important to you that you're willing to give up your eternity. So once again, James, the fourth chapter, verse 14, whereas ye know not what shall be on tomorrow. You know what's going to happen tomorrow. 
I don't know what's going to happen tomorrow. <laughs> Neither one of us know what's going to happen on tomorrow. We go to bed tonight thinking, that, oh, I'm going to get up tomorrow morning and go to work. I got to get up tomorrow morning and go do this and go get this money, go do this, you know, um, have this relationship, you know. Oh, yeah. And we just we just go to bed. We just do things like, like we just know what's going on, like we're in control of everything. Let me finish the verse. It says, once again, whereas you know not what shall be on the morrow, for what is your life? It is even a vapor that appeareth for a little time and then vanish away. Have you ever bo uh, 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 boiled a, a, a kettle, a steam kettle? Maybe you make some coffee, make some tea. As fast as that steam rises out of that kettle, it disappears. Where does it go to? Where's it go? You know, look, what, that's the way our life is. Our life is like, our life is but a vapor. We're here for a short time and then we'll vanish away. And after this, uh, this uh, uh, three score and 10, uh, 70 years or, or, or per adventure, our Lord allows us to live to be 110. Once it's all over, once your life is all over, then where are you going to go? Where are you going to be? Have you, uh, will you have lived your life as a rebellious human? And it's one thing to be unsaved and rebellious outside the church, but it's another thing to be in the church and to be rebellious because that brings a whole different type of captivity, a whole different type of responsibility, a whole different type of, of chastisement. When you know to do right and you do wrong, the word of God says that's accounted as sin. So when you know that you're supposed to do something and you don't do it the way you're supposed to because you want to do what you want to do, that's accounted as sin. And then we will suffer the consequences of our actions. So uh, as, a, as a remnant Christian, as a Christian who understands these great truths and enjoys the fact that Christ died for me, that I wouldn't have to suffer the consequences of ignorance because the word of God says that, that God has not given us a spirit of fear, but love, power, and a sound mind. Um, the sound mind and my understanding of the Holy Scripture and the indwelling spirit that talks to me, the spirit of God that talks to me, lets me know that, David, just go the right direction. Just keep on doing what you're supposed to do. Be jealous. Be jealous towards me the way Phineas Javelin was, the way Phineas was, the way the way King David was. You know, all have sinned. Yeah, I know all have sinned and come short of the glory of God. There's none perfect. No, not one except for Christ Jesus. Believe me. But you know what? I also know that the Holy Spirit has given me, I've prayed for, and he's given me a heart of repentance so that when I sin, not willfully sin, not repeatedly sin over and over and over and over again, because the word of God says, when you continue to do that, there remaineth no more sacrifice for your sin. But as a person who wants to have that strong relationship with God, I repent of my sins and he closes me with his righteousness and I can move on with my life in him. I'm a remnant Christian. I'm a remnant Christian. So all down through the days and weeks and months to come in this podcast, if the Lord says the same, then I, I'm alive to keep on going. We're going to be staying. We're going to be staying in the word. We're going to be living our lives. We're going to be enjoying being a Christian. We're going to laugh and we're going to do the things that we're supposed to do. But we're not going to pervert ourselves. We're not going to uh, rebel against God and, and be whoremongers and, and liars and cheats in the church and think that we're just going to waltz up in heaven after that's all done. Because once again, broad is the way, and wide is the broad is the gate, and wide is the wide is the the path that leads to destruction. And many there be that that travel thereon, but straight is the way. But straight is the gate, 
and narrows the way which leadeth unto life, and few there be that find it, few that are saved, eternal life. And that's what Jesus Christ was talking about. You know, once again, you know, I'm going to close, uh, and you can take issue with me if you want, but I would, I would, I would, I would um, advise you to take the time and don't just disregard the scripture saying, oh, it was written by man. You know, I don't believe that stuff. You know, um, you know, you're, you're just, you're just overboard, you know, all that stuff. Just don't, don't be so quick to throw away your eternal life like that. You need to dig and find out the truth before you say no, because if you dig and find out the truth, then I believe that you'll say yes. You'll say, yes, Lord. Yes, Lord, to salvation. Yes, Lord, to uh, your love. Yes, Lord, to uh, the uh, the relationship that you want to have with me. God, I want to have it with you. You'll say yes faster than you'll say no if you come to know him for who he is. So this remnant Christian and how we're going to we're going to be looking into uh, the the relevance of the remnant Christian in the 21st century. That's what we're going to be doing down through the time because we have relevance and you can have relevance. God has given us relevance. The things that we do, humanity needs the things that the remnant Christian does. And we're going to do just that. We're going to live our lives as the remnant Christians that we are to be. And one day, we'll be amongst that great multitude that cannot be numbered in the kingdom of heaven. I enjoyed you today. Y'all go and get some cold water, refresh yourself, and swallow and pray. So you'll find yourself being prayerfully where you need to be. All right. Until next time. Goodbye.